Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Silvati's podcast. Today, I have Mark Leyland, who's a physiotherapist, joining me today. And we are going to talk about all things physiotherapy, all things manual therapy, as well as the fundamental movement mentorship that he's also created. So thank you so much for joining me today, Mark. You're very welcome, Sam. So one of the main things that I was really excited to talk to you about was the fundamental movement workshop or the mentorship rather that you've created. And I know you've been running this for a while now and I've been dying to get onto it. It's just a question of timing. Um, So I definitely want to talk to you about that. But before I do that, you are a physiotherapist and you've been in practice now for how long? Uh, 12, 12, 13 years, something like that. Yeah, so you've been in practice for a really long time. No, well. And and the way we know each other is because you actually lectured when I was doing my Pilates training. And you did these special technical lectures. Do you remember those? I do, way back when. That would have been 05, maybe? Yeah. 06, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, well back. And one thing that really blew me away in those lectures was just the amount of knowledge and anatomy and... Not just that, but the integration of it all that really seemed succinct and just made sense. Um, and I remember walking away thinking, oh, I felt like I went to uni in a way. Like I got this little mini lecture, but I didn't know what to do with it as a Pilates instructor. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. like, this information is great, but now now what? Yeah, now what do I do? Yeah. Yeah. So I suppose have people come to you subsequently with that kind of feeling where they're like, oh, I've gone to uni, I've done this degree, either osteopathy or physiotherapy, and I've got all this information, but how do I piece it now all together? Uh, Right, good question. And no, because, so I, I don't know about osteopathy, obviously undergraduate, but from a physio point of view, most physios aren't aware that there's a big step beyond what they're doing. So you do your training, you do your uh, rotations in the NHS. Um, And then there's like the standard pathway of standard courses. You can go and do your master's or you can do your back courses or your pain module courses or your whatever courses. But they're the same ones that have been around for, for forever. So everyone seems to go through a very A, B, C, D and most people I don't think realize there's a whole lot more to it until you get exposed to people or videos or you know, stuff on YouTube now where you watch it and you just go, I do not understand a thing they're talking about. And then that either puts people off or makes people go, shit, I don't know anything. Uh, I need to find out more. So you get I tell you, it's a polarizing thing. You either get people like, oh, that sounds great. I want to know more, or I don't understand it. I want to know more to really test whether it's any good. And there's other people who are just like, no, nah, I'll stick on my master's pathway and just do what all the other physios do. So the ones that the ones that get their eyes open from some resource, they're then the interesting ones because the paradigms we're taught on. 100% correct. Well, they're nowhere near that. So, yeah. yeah and I suppose the things that we're, we've been taught, I, again, I'm just talking from an osteopathic <laughs> point of view, yeah. is information that has been around for a very long time and sometimes yeah. does get updated, but not to the same extent that science is evolving now. Yes. it's it's It could almost be the other way as well, is we try to make ourselves appear clever. So we've tried to dumb it down and make it more isolated over the years. And, oh, no, but the research says this and everything else, rather than if you went back 100 years or so, they were probably more, well, of course, your foot affects your hip um, because it's the same thing. But we've, I don't know, in some some ways, I think we've become more isolated and gone backwards with research um, and how we look at things. But it's the same thing. Everyone's different. Some people have changed with the times and science. Others, others maybe more and have got maybe worse for it. I don't know. Yeah. And you spoke about sort of having this polarizing effect when, not just when you graduate, I suppose even if you've been in practice for a while, you know, you get stuck in the ways that you 
trimmed. Oh, yeah. yeah. And having recently graduated, I'm very much in the stage of there's so much that I don't actually know. Yes. Good. And it can and it can be really intimidating because yeah. you 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 want to know, but you just don't know where to go. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And there are so many different options of where you go and what part of your skill set you find you're not quite where you want to be and bits you don't know anything about and bits you feel more comfortable with. Um, there's so many options and that's the hard part. But I think it's always, you're always in a good place if you think you don't know. Yeah. As soon as you're like, yeah, I know this, then you're on sketchy ground, I think. And I suppose in a way, this is where sort of your fundamental movement mentorship can come into play at least when I was reading up about it I was like at least when I was doing my research about it it's really detailed yeah like because I think there's six units yeah and within each unit you could probably teach that over a year comfortably <clears throat> um it doesn't run that long I should say sorry <laughs> no, it's not a year no we've, we've run it as a 20-ish week program um but the idea is to cover the whole body which you know you could feasibly run it over 10 years i guess um but you need to condense it to a point where it's actually people have got time to uh listen and do the work they have to do um rather than just let it kind of drift off so yeah we we cover everything and then it's trying to put everything together i think that's the thing that's not covered definitely from a physio point of view we have feet and hands which we're not really taught much about undergraduate they're like oh once you graduate do special courses in those which makes no sense considering we have to stand up and walk um hands i could understand that being a speciality but feet you're like man if you treat anyone that stands up you probably should know about feet um but then it's uh, the applied anatomy of that, I guess, and the applied biomechanics, but then putting it all together, which is the, it makes sense when you're doing it, but it's hard to teach, especially if you've got into that, I'm treating a knee, I'm treating a hip, I'm treating a shoulder to say, right, I'm going to do something with your foot because I think that's what's causing your shoulder to be painful can sound like, oh, that's ridiculous. Um, but the hope is you go through the steps and then it's actually obvious that you would go at the foot if that's not doing what it should be doing. Yeah. And but so it, can, it, it can sound a bit ridiculous, especially when you think of, so I did this as well. When I thought about patients, I'd always think about them horizontally because that's where you treated them. You treated them lying down. So as soon as someone said, oh yeah, I'm doing something with a foot to work a shoulder, my mind was like, how, when someone lies down, does their foot affect their shoulder? And of course it doesn't. But once you stand up and you've got to do something, now it could have a massive effect. So that can be a bit of a leap. It was definitely a leap for me initially. And so where did the idea behind this mentorship come from? So I've been teaching this approach for like quite a few years now with different people so um i did it with the osteopath chris wilkes for a while for thirst for function we did that and we traveled around uh a load of different countries around the world teaching in different places and then i was teaching in my own in the us um and a couple of other places and then what what you generally when you're teaching courses you go on courses they're weekends so you go somewhere and you spend a weekend doing something now in my experience best case scenario you probably pick up three things at the weekend that you can actually use and maybe one of those will stick at, at best probably um so for me i'm not i'm not interested in just doing weekend courses and people going away and having a, oh, I can use this technique on a foot or I can use this technique on an elbow. I'm not really interested in that. It's more <clears throat> trying to give people a whole, whole new base to how they look at how people move. So the idea is you've got, let's say you've got your skill set as an osteopath 
um, Pilates instructor and all the other bits you've got to you. The idea is this fits underneath. So this would then become your foundation of what you base everything that you do on. Not that you need to stop being an osteopath. You, didn't, you don't need to stop doing your techniques. You don't need to stop doing your classes. But if you have that underneath sitting on it and that's what it's based on, then what you're doing with your clients, patients, it's very hard to think the same way once you know that stuff. Because it's not me, it's just physics and the world we live in. So once you know it, you can't unknow it and you can't ignore it. You can go back to doing what you were doing, probably, but once you know the stuff, it's hard to negate it. It's very hard to argue against. Again, not because I'm clever, just because people who are way cleverer than me came up with the idea of gravity and ground reaction forces and things like that, which unless you can argue with those, you can't really argue with what we teach. That's really interesting because I remember having a conversation with someone else on the podcast. I don't know if it's been released yet or not, but we were talking about um, couch-based interventions and then how that translates to when you load tissue and yes. how different that can be. And to me, especially at my undergraduate training, all my techniques, everything was couch-based. Yeah, of course. And so for me to be able to then now think in a, not in a 3D, because we do think 3D anyway, but to translate that into how do I load this tissue? How do I get it to move yes. under load? Yes. It threw me. Yeah. And this is yeah. me being, you know, open and honest. Like I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. It, and so did I. Like when I first started doing this, so when I went through the stuff with the Gray Institute, I was, I was awful for a good... 12 to 18 months afterwards yeah, I was terrible just trying to apply what they taught me but then with what I was already doing I just end up treating people sometimes for like an hour and a half and not getting anywhere because I just get I'd end up with reams and reams of information and they'll be like I, I don't I don't know what to do now so I'll be like okay I won't charge you come back tomorrow I need time to think about it and then try and put it in place because it's so different. So it's not that couch stuff's wrong because I'll, I'll still use it, but if it doesn't carry over to when they stand up, like, are you wasting your time or their time? Um, but if it works, uh, I don't know, you check someone's ankle mobility and then you get them on the table and you do stuff and then they stand up and they can move it better then that's perfect. Now you can load the tissues. But if you spend half an hour on the couch and you do all this stuff and they stand up and nothing's actually changed. Um, yeah. That's a tricky one. And so what switched for you? Because you said you spent about like a good 12 months sort of really um, struggling with this dichotomy in a way. Yes. So what, what helped you get over that or work through that, I should say? One thing that helped me was starting to teach a bit more in terms of doing more uh, as I was teaching with you initially, like the anatomy. And once you sound something out to people, you're like, oh, yeah. And then that makes your own brain, oh, maybe I should do it that way or maybe I should do this. Um, but then interestingly, I'd, I hooked up with a friend who did the training at the same time I did, but then went back on his own and was trying to figure all this out on his own. So that's what I did. And I know other people that were already in groups. Uh, you'd have four people that had done this training and then were figuring it out between the four of them. Whereas myself and then my friend John, they were, we figured it out on our own. Um, and really interestingly, we kind of come to the same point, but on slightly different tangents. So then we treat people together and I'd be like, right, I'd always see a spine motion a certain way. It just fitted my eye. So I'd see that more and he'd see it another way. But once we'd gone at that, we'd end up at the same point. We just got there on different paths when we were like co-treating. So that was probably the biggest point for me because then I was like, oh, cool. It's not just me who found it hard. And it's not just me who made, well, I didn't get better initially for sure. 
Um, but in the long run, I did. Um, I'm not sure if there was one when I was treating patients where I had a particular like aha moment. Just managed to streamline it myself a bit more, I think. Yeah. And I suppose the ability to be able to convey information back to people if you're teaching it, you have to know it yourself. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And whoever you're teaching, if you don't make sense, they're either going to switch off or you're going to have people that are happy to sit there and go, that doesn't make sense. So you've got to, you've got to know your stuff, um, which is great, but it can be a little bit intimidating initially. Yeah, and so... You talked about the Gray Institute earlier. Um, I want to talk to you about a bit more about that because I've looked into it and it looks like a really great program. Um, it's it's one. It's really expensive. Yeah, it's not cheap. Um, it's not cheap, but it looks really comprehensive. So, what did you get from the Gray Institute that you've been able to carry over and use yourself? Yeah, so I got onto them. When was that? I right. I think I watched a couple of their their video digest they call them um and one was on the foot and the other one was i think hips i can't remember but i had a proper moment of watched it it was like an hour and something long um and didn't understand it at all didn't understand it at all i was like damn these two guys are physios i don't even know what they're talking about and to that point in, in sort of working, I I was almost at a point of giving up on physio. Um, I was looking at other jobs. Um, and this will sound ridiculous because I thought I knew it all. So working in the NHS and then every course I did, the, the heads of physio for different sports and different areas that I went and sort of hung out with were all doing the same thing. So it was all... Right, if you had knee pain, you know, your VMO was not firing or, you know, or your glute med wasn't working or if your back hurt, it was your core and if it was your shoulder, it was your lower traps. But it was just physio by numbers. Um, and I knew the numbers, I, you know, it's like working in the NHS, you, the throughput of patients, once there's protocols in place and you could run through it, it was monkey see, monkey do. Um, I could say, right, I've got a shoulder patient coming in. I know what I'm going to do with them even before I'd seen them. And I just got bored of it. Um, it's like, right, this is the same thing every day. You might get someone that's a little bit more interesting. So yeah, I was going around and seeing all these other people working in other places. And it's like, what are you doing? Because this is rubbish. It doesn't make sense. Um, but they were doing the same thing. So I came across these DVDs of Gary and Dave talking through feet and yeah I was honestly like I don't know how many times I watched it through I was like I, I don't even know what they're talking about um so the, I think that's the point where you either get someone who's like right it's bs I don't want to listen to any more of it or I don't understand this I need to get I need to know it a lot more before I call bs on it or not um and then the more I got into it, the more I was like, yeah, I really don't understand this. Had a couple of hour chat, I think, with Dave Tiberio, one of the guys on the Gray Institute who teaches. And he just answered all my questions. Um, all the questions I'd had for years about, like, core, for example. He was like, oh, I was like, it doesn't make sense to me, but I don't know what else to do. Um, and then he just posed a few questions for me. And then we talked about things. I was like, that makes sense. We just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't talk about it the way he was. And I, I didn't know it before he told me. So then I was like, right, it was a lot of money, but I was like, right, where do I sign up? I'll pay for it somehow. Yeah. Um, and yeah, as I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be a physio now if I hadn't gone there. Uh, I would have given up for sure. And so for anyone listening or watching who isn't aware of the Gray Institute, what's, and I know it's hard to sort of sum up their ethos, yeah. but what's their approach? So yeah, it's run by Gary Gray and then Dave Tiberio, the two guys together kind of run it and they, they started working together in the 70s. Um, for, for kind of a similar thing in terms of, um, I think they came at it from a, like a Cybex point of view in terms of people were sitting on the Cybex and doing the knee extensions and pulls and 
getting their numbers and I think the two of them were like this doesn't make sense um, and then kind of came up with what they knew and built it into a system and then the institute over 20 years or something like that uh, one they're both very clever but two they've just built it into a system where you can then look at the body as a whole and look at it in tasks um, skills movements whatever it is and then try and you, you want to treat the person in the area that hurts, but you want, you want to find the cause. Um, if you don't find the cause, that's where you end up with these patients where it's like, oh, my shoulder hurts, and you do stuff to their shoulder. Like, oh, my shoulder's better, but now my right elbow hurts. And then you do something to their elbow, like, yeah, but my back's sore now. And you just end up chasing pain around. Um, now, there's a whole psychological aspect to that, which may fit with some people, but a lot of the time there's something else in the body that's just putting stress in different places. So you find out what that thing is and then people just get better. Uh, it's not magic, but, and it's based on like gravity, ground reaction force, and then how you move and your skill and everything else. So uh, it's, it's treating the body as a whole, which I know is a kind of term that everyone uses. Um, but yeah, effectively, that's what it is. But you have to know, you have to know everything in the body effectively um, in terms of mechanics wise, which, which is hard. And then that, that is only ever touching the, uh, the dregs at the bottom when it comes to us as people, but it's the best system I've come across. So that's what yeah. I do. And one of the things that um, certainly resonated with me was that I obviously I've been treated by you have also been treated by an osteopath who did the same program and whilst you treated differently for obvious reasons yeah. the critical thinking behind it was still the same yes exactly and that's how I can tell if someone said oh I've done this course this course I'm like I can tell that if they've done the grains because of their critical thinking not because yeah. of their the technique they applied or no. the way they've done you know, handled my arm or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's not like, a, it's the same as what I teach. It's not, this is a technique for this and this is where you do it. It's not like that. It's like, right, this is what you, this is what they need to happen or this is ideally what would happen and this is where they're at now. What can you do to get them from here to here? And there's, you can go straight, you can go up, you can go down. There's loads of different routes to it. It's just what fits with you and what fits with them and what gets them there the quickest. Um, but that's the idea with our training is just you've got the principles and you've got the physics and you've got the understanding at the bottom and then you can do whatever you want off the top of that. Uh, I don't care. It's just if you've got those basics in place, you have to hold yourself to certain standards as to what you're doing. And if you're not, then... I think you have to question yourself a bit. Yeah. And so with your course, then, do you have to be a physiotherapist? Do you have to be a manual therapist? How does that work? No, no. So um, I've had physios, osteos, and strength and conditioning coaches through it so far. Um, I think anyone, anyone really that's got an interest in helping people and working with them moving. The only caveat to that is if you've like you've got a lot of prior understanding, so it's different for yourself, but if you've just come out of physio school, uh, you're wet behind the ears, you don't really know what you're doing, and this course would just destroy you, I think. I still feel like I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> well, that's good. I, I still feel the same. Like I, every day should be like a learning day. Um, and I, 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 I could be wrong I could be wrong I would say it might be might be a jump or maybe it's easier I, I, I don't know Is it, we're not I haven't closed it off to anyone if people want to apply then there is like a, there's just an application process yeah. more to see if the course is right for them and then to make sure that I can then give you the person attending the course the best I can to get get you to the point you want to be at the end of it not a 
you haven't got your MSc or you haven't got a this, so you can't do it. Like, I don't care about that. It, all those letters after your name don't mean anything. You can have PhDs, this and that and that and that, but be very good at reading articles and doing statistics. You don't have to be good with people. Um, I think anyone who's wanting to do it, you just have to be kind of, as you said, you want to feel like you don't really know 100% what you're doing, but you want to be questioning things. I think they're the best people for me to teach is ones that question the paradigms that are thrown around, but aren't a hundred percent sure where to go. Yeah. So that openness to just receiving information and just allowing it to digest and not making that firm decision of this is the way it has to be. For yeah, 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 no, exactly. So I'm the same with what, what I've learned and what I teach. I, I can't argue with it. Um, but it's the best thing I've come across so far, but that's so far. Like if I came across something tomorrow, I was like, holy crap, this is way better than what I do. Then I would change. I'm not, I'm not held to what I teach at the minute. Like I, I I've said it to all the, all the courses I've done. I was like, this is what I know at the moment, but it may be a case of that changes tonight. Like, I don't know. Someone might, find something out and then it's breaking news gravity doesn't exist and then i'll be like oh okay right well that puts a spanner in the works of what i teach so um or maybe there's a new way of seeing things or doing this or that i i'm definitely not hanging my hat on like this is definitive and this is the only way it's the best way i know at the moment but that may change but in a way isn't that what you kind of want because especially for me as a, as a Pilates instructor, like I teach now very different to how I taught when I, when I finished the, the, the qualification and yeah. when I saw you initially, like I'm a complete different instructor and I kind yeah. of want that yeah. sort of, it's not a linear progression. It's, it's to be honest, it's an up and down and all around. And sometimes I question what I'm doing and why I'm Perfect. doing it. Perfect. But that's what you want to be. I think from, a, I can only talk from a physio point of view, I know physios that are doing the same things that they were 10, 15, 20 years ago. May have done the old course where it's a different technique to that and that, but it's the same, which, you know, I, I go through notes from a couple of years ago. I was like, oosh, why did I do that? Uh, and then other times you look at it, you're like, okay, that made sense. Oh, I haven't done that. I haven't looked at it that way for a bit or, try and challenge myself each week because it's easy it's easy to fall into habits of i see this so i treat that you know i'm a hammer so i see a nail um so i try and change it but yeah it's i i think you want to be changing it life's life would be that's why i hated it initially it's just if you're just doing the same thing all day like what's the point yeah and so you mentioned earlier that it runs over a certain number of weeks was it how, how long does uh, it actually run for? It's and... 20 weeks online, and then we have six, uh, like, live days. So they're just individual Saturdays within that sort of six-week time period. So that's more – so we give the online content. We've got videos where we're talking through things. We've got research articles. There's homeworks for attendees to do to see how they're progressing and see how much they understand. And then the live days are then the application of it. So if you're looking at someone walking, it's very hard to do that just on videos and practice on your own. So if you're doing it with a group, someone sees different things, you're like, okay, if you see that, how do you test that you're seeing that? And you're not just making it up in your own mind. Um, different ways of doing it and then the hands-on stuff's very hard to teach online so we go through more of that but the hands-on techniques as i said before it's not special techniques are probably the closest thing i can put it to is um do you know mulligans you come across those like only because i've been working in the nhs <laughs> along physios yeah so they've got their specific mobilizations with movements which is just pushing on joints while they're moving which is basically what I do and teach, but with the whole body standing and working through different movements and patterns. And then you put your hands on to speed up certain bones or slow certain bones down to get the certain joint motion that you want or that they need. 
and then you build on it from from that point it's not like a a deep feel kind of you've got to work for hours and hours on these techniques it's like once you understand what they need to do and what they are doing it's then just using your hands to facilitate it really um but like with any skill you need a bit of practice and you need someone there showing you what they think is the best way but i've had a couple of people like oh why don't you do it this way i was like oh yeah that works better like i'll i'll do that now i'll teach that that works better yeah so it sounds like there's a quite a bit of a balance then between the theory aspect over online and the practical and then the manual as well in person yeah so it's an interaction of all of those and that's like it's a it's a mechanics applied mechanics course effectively um there's obviously way more to just treating people in terms of or you know more like the psychological aspects and behavioral and everything else but that's not we don't don't really teach that there is obviously a lot of courses around that teach that so i'll leave that to them um this is very much like a this is our process is this is the fundamentals of what we base it on and we build from there and then as I said, if that sits underneath what you already do, you don't have to change what you do, but the basis for what you're doing that based on has to change once you know it, I think. Yeah. And especially for me over lockdown, I've just seen, I've been exposed to all these different courses, not that I've done all of them, but okay. just, you know, there's a, there's a lot of content out there. Yeah. And there's a lot of content creators and, and facilitators out there that are offering really good stuff. And it sometimes yeah. can get a bit overwhelming because yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't know which course I should be doing yeah. that's going to help. So I suppose what I'm asking is, what are people going to walk away with, say, at the end of, not even at the end of the course, but when they start the course with you and at the end of the course, I guess, that they're going to be able to apply to their patient on a Monday morning kind of thing? Uh-huh question so probably initially it will just be loads of self-doubt i think that was probably the biggest thing you'll get um again because once you go through the application right what does gravity what does ground reaction force how does this affect this when i move it's hard to keep doing what you were doing especially if you've been doing it for a while you're good at what you do you'll just have loads of questions. It's very hard to sink back into that um, old way of doing things, if you want. What would they be able to apply Monday? So one of the girls who did the course last year, she was explaining it to someone else and they said, you know, why, why is the course so good? Why did you find it so good? Why, why is no one else teaching this? Uh, and she just said, it's, it's just the way it is. Like, it just is. There's no because you can't argue with it it's just like this is what it is this is what movement's based on you can't there's not an alternative there's an alternative of how you treat it and how you do everything else which is fine but the basis of it has to change everything which initially is tough um there are different things you can apply straight away so a lot of the people that have come on the course's feet are probably the obvious one not many people understand how feet work um they'll you know someone will get an ankle sprain and they'll give them theraband and tell them to push their foot against the theraband if you understand how the foot works when you stand on it that makes zero sense to do the theraband it just pulls on the bit that they've hurt but that that's got nothing to do with how you move it's literally the polar opposite so that initially we start with the foot and general movements that will probably be the first point where i get most people are like ah oh, crap <laughs> um and then it's then you see like everyone's feet are different and people have different strategies for feet that move great or feet feet that don't move great um that's probably the biggest thing initially that people struggle with yeah so it sounds like and especially from knowing who you are and the way your approach is it's i've always found you really approachable and I'm not just saying that because we're being recorded, yeah. um, but I think over the years there, are, I can count many times when I either sent you voice notes or emails or just WhatsApp you and be like, I have no idea what I'm doing with this. Or why does this 
concept not make sense and yeah. so from what i'm hearing i suppose is you know the course is going to challenge some of the ways that you might oh, yeah. traditionally think about how you treat yeah or why you treat even yes because yeah. sometimes it's just good to leave things alone yeah exactly there you, you know there are some people you're like eh, don't worry about it you don't need me just crack on you'll be fine other times where you're like eh, you need to go and see someone who knows a lot more about this than i do so yeah not not everyone needs to be treated all the time um it's good like i try to be approachable it's the same thing in life like i've come across different people who think they're far above everything and you're just like god i don't want to spend any time with you i don't care what you know you're just an arrogant whatever um yeah i i don't want to be that person in life like yeah. regardless of teaching or anything else um yeah it's not a case of oh chummy chummy yeah, i want everyone to like me but if someone's got a question then that's rude not to answer yeah and so I suppose what I'm thinking is these people are, are going to be challenged, but they're also going to be given this, not just a practical set of skills, which you pick up on your undergraduate training. Anyway, yeah. you pick yeah. that up as you go along in practice and yeah. even on the course that you might, that you're doing. But also for me, it's just that critical awareness and understanding concepts and then being able to link different concepts because that's what I struggle with. And that's not what they teach us. No. It's no. this, why does, yes, in theory, I know why the foot relates to the pelvis, relates to the shoulder, yeah. but how? How, What's yeah. The pathophysiology about it. Bingo. That, that's the bit that gets missed out by so many. So I had a, a, a lovely woman I've been treating, she came to me this week. Um, and she's, she struggled with like a hamstring tendon issue for a few years she's had injections she's seen multiple other physios <clears throat> and they've just focused on the hamstring like everything's been about that hip and that hamstring um and her, her thing's running so she couldn't run because of the pain so she came in and i was like right well we better have a look at you run and she's like oh really i was like oh has no one else looked like, no i was like right that that right there is ridiculous you've got a woman who's got pain running and no one's looked at her run just as a as a basic a basic assessment like you don't need to have loads of room just go out in the street or you know i'm lucky i've got a gym that i can go and put people in but i was like that that has to be the basics um but if you want to do that you need to know what you're looking at with running um i think she took four strides and i was like stop right <laughs> there's something wrong with your knee and something else is happening. And then it turned out she'd had previous issues with this and that. She's like, Oh my God, this is amazing. How do you see all this stuff? I was like, I was like, the body's amazing. You've just got to put it into the bit that you're having issues with. It's not rocket science. If you have problems walking, you need to look at someone walk. If someone has problems lifting their arm above their head, we'd have no problem lifting the arm above their head, but people get lost in the skill or don't understand as you said how to link your foot to your shoulder or to your hip or whatever else um so that's the idea is to try and give you give people bases for how you look at it uh, and they don't need to be like oh you've got to make everyone run because that might not be the easiest thing for you to do but everyone's got iphones so they can just send you a video of them running and then you just oh, just ping it to me whatsapp i'll have a watch and see what's going on but you've got to know what you're looking at Otherwise, you're just like, no, oh, you're not a world-class runner, so it's not going to look world-class, but I don't know what I'm looking at. <laughs> um, but she was a classic in terms of everyone's just treated the area that's painful and she's got no better. Injections, physio, whatever else, acupuncture, you name it. She tried it and then just gave up because she couldn't get anywhere. Um, and then I looked at her, I was like, man, your hip's pretty good. <laughs> See other things around it get those going and then we'll see where we need to go from there. Um, and again, it's not, it's not me. It's just understanding how to look at mechanics of how someone does something really. Yeah. So I suppose it's giving people a way of approaching something that they already know because yeah. we study biomechanics, yeah. but giving them another way of approaching it. That's going to put things into context. Yeah, 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 exactly. Even if you just did the simple, 
I think one of the simplest things that got me was if you're standing and you just have your arm out in front of you and you reach around behind you and you just go as far as you can. Even that is just a basic, you're standing and you reach for something. Understanding that, right, if I'm reaching around to the right, my left foot has to pronate and my right foot has to supinate. That has to happen for me to just reach around. Then my knees have to do a certain action, my pelvis, my spine, my head will do a different thing as to whether I'm looking at you or whether I'm looking at my hand. But you need to be able to understand at each joint what they should be doing for just doing something like that. Then if you treat someone who has pain with their tennis forehand, right, it's not the same as that action, but now you've got, okay, I know the foot should be doing this and this one should be doing this and that should be causing this at the knee and that should cause this at the hip, which loads these muscles and puts the joint in this position. Then you could be like, all right, maybe your shoulder hurting on your forehand is actually to do with your left foot, not your shoulder. Obviously, you'd look at the shoulder and make sure there's nothing wrong there. But a lot of the time, it's like, eh, there's a couple of niggly things, but it's more just the action that irritates it. You change the action or you do something to affect the action, the body sorts itself out. And that's a huge. Healing structure. <laughs> Yeah, and, and we're always taught in osteopathy, you know, you know, the body is a self-healing mechanism. It has its yeah. own self-healing mechanism integral, integral to it. But can I just say that's huge because I know it can be sometimes obvious for some people, but people listening to this and I'm sitting here like, huh, okay. <laughs> like that makes sense. Yeah. And if someone can help me make sense of that, yes. here's my checkbook. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, it, it's it's that simple, but it's then that complicated as well. It's a, it's a very shifting paradigm on it because it's obvious. You, you can't, I haven't come across anyone yet who's argued that point because it, it, just, it just is. And then if you walk or if you lunge or if you do whatever you do, if you're upright, everything has to come along for the ride. If not, if one thing doesn't want to do it, the next thing's got to do a bit more to make up for it and so on. And then at some point, something might start hurting. None of us are perfect. None of us move like Roger Federer or whoever else, Lionel Messi, whatever. But there's certain things that should be happening. And if you can get those happening on someone that's lacking it, you can change things pretty quick. I mean, if I could play with an ounce of Federer's technique and finesse. I know. It just looks effortless. I know. He's like a Rolls Royce that's moving as fast as a Formula One car. It's just, but that's the, that's the difference. You look at all the top athletes, men and women, whichever sport, the top ones just don't look like they're doing much. Yet yeah, beat everyone all the time. And I suppose that can be said for in application of what we do. It's like you might not objectively as a third person you might not look like you're doing much but actually there are all these processes that you're thinking of and you're exactly. making all these connections that the patient sometimes might not be aware of oh yeah, yeah no 100 percent. so this woman i had this week she i pointed out something with her knee and she was like oh my god how have i not noticed that before and then she came back she's like, oh, i'm just constantly aware of it now she's like i, I didn't know it was there you know, that's just something as obvious as just your knee. Um, but it was a fairly gaping comparison between what she did on that one and what she did on the other one. So mm. she was like, perfect, I'm sold. Would you, this has to be sorted out anyway, regardless of whether it sorts my hip out. So, And people buy into it pretty quick because I think as therapists, whatever our profession, we think we're cleverer than we are. So we we put in these long Latin words and we talk about this syndrome and this disease and blah, 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 blah. But if I said to anyone, right, stand there and reach your hand, are your feet moving? Yes. Do you think that could affect your arm moving? Well, try not to let your feet move and now move your arm and then let your feet, uh, oh yeah, no, it definitely affects it. But because we haven't got a randomized controlled trial that puts my method against your method against a sugar pill, we're like, no, nah, it doesn't work. There's no, there's no research. You haven't done three sets of 15 a day for forever. Like, okay. But 
if I don't need to, why would I, why would I bother? Yeah. And that's certainly something that I've come across, especially in my osteopathic training, my undergrad training, whereby, you know, we look at the kinetic chain and we look at the compensatory breakdown of say an ankle on a hip on a shoulder or whatever. Yeah. But what we're not taught is the whys or the hows. And that yeah. to me is what excites me. It scares yeah. me. I'm not going to yeah. lie Perfect. because it scares me that I don't know it. And I get angry then because I don't know it. And why aren't they teaching this to us? Yes. Yeah. I think they're honestly not teaching it because universities and randomized controlled trials, it's just all, all trials, all evidence-based, you have to break it down into such small things to actually test it against something else and something else that by the time you've taken it from this down to this, this is no reflection on this. It's a component of it, but you've now taken away the other 90 things that build up that thing as a whole. Okay, right, I, I go up and down on the stairs for loads of times and that changes a tendon or whatever else. You're like, okay, now what? Like, unless that corresponds to the task that that person's trying to do what are you doing um and it is hard and probably um have you heard a guy called simon sinek no he's an american guy I'm, I'm not sure what his actual title is um but he wrote a book called start with why um and he talks about knowing things to three levels of why um and i try to do that with like everything in life now, but definitely everything I teach with. So um, your ankle's tight and that's causing you knee pain, right? Why is your ankle tight? Um, because of X, Y, Z. Okay, why is that affecting this? Okay, why is that why affecting the why? And it's really hard. And most of the time I don't get to the third why, but if you can get to the second one and you're still believing yourself, you're probably okay. If you fall at the first why, you know, your knee pain hurts because your VMO is not firing. Why? If you can't answer that, you're uh, on a slippery slope, I think. So would that, that's interesting. I'm going to have to look that up, but would that sort of correspond? Because the way we're taught, we're taught about maintaining factors and predisposing factors. Yeah. And yeah. that to me sounds not exactly the same, but similar. Yeah, yeah, similar. And what's maintaining this knee not to work and yes. what are you doing previously that's caused that? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And the, the human body is amazing because we can cheat for so many things. We can have, like in my instance, a knee that's not great or a bone that's not great or a joint that's not great. As long as the other ones can make up for it, you can function pretty well. Um, and that's good. No one's, you're not aiming to make people perfect, but if you have too many compensations going on, your odds of being able to do what you want to do start to take a downwards curve. And then when something does start to hurt, if it's bad, then your body, I think, struggles to compensate for those bits. And that's that's where this approach, because you, you're not just trying to rub the arm better or do whatever, or strengthen your rotator cuff, whatever that does. You're trying to get to the cause of it. Um, and then build it up from there. Yeah. And one of the things I remember you saying back then in 05 in my Pilates training was the body will take the path of least resistance. Yeah, always. And that's stuck perfect. with me since. Yeah, perfect. I'm glad one thing I said did. <laughs> well, I did have to take that exam three times over. So you saw a lot I, I, of I me. I take some responsibility for that. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it's a miracle I'm an osteopath. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it, it, it makes sense the body is going to compensate and cheat if it's easier to do that yeah yeah there's everyone's body's lazy you would never it's never gonna say right i'll do this because it's harder it's like oh no this is the easiest way to do it like gravity's pulling me this way the easiest way for me to move that way is to go that way i'll keep doing that until either i realize that's maybe suboptimal or something starts to hurt otherwise i'll keep going there maybe that would be better but something makes that hard so i'm going there it's just the way we are with everything yeah and so speaking of injuries i mean i've had my fair few i'm literally in a moon boot right now so whenever you talk about the oh, ankle no. i'm like <laughs> okay i mean this is not a session but ask him a couple of questions about that um 
but so I mean I know and I and I know you've had injuries yourself how has that translated not just in your practice but the way you sort of look at certain things or the way you develop your own reasoning for things um it's a good question it's um you can, it's it's funny especially when you're treating someone when you're in pain and when you've got an obvious visible yeah you know, wearing a boot for example um like last year when i was still on oh, this year actually when i was still in the boot and treating people you know people would come in and be like oh i don't think my pain's too bad because they're looking at you sitting there in a boot and popping pills because something still hurts they're like oh maybe, maybe my problem's not too bad um because had you what 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 had you done to your knee then um so that wasn't my knee at that point i spiral fractured my tib and fib um but previously i'd done my acl so i think the last we're in my two years two years ago i had my acl done i've had seven operations since then on different things just a few things going wrong one after the other um basically falling over is my main problem um but yeah it's, it's interesting being in pain and treating people from their their perspective changes um yeah and then it's hard to concentrate when something hurts um and that's the thing now once with with what i i do the way i work and the way i teach you can't it's very hard to go into autopilot because it's the body's complicated um so you don't you don't get downtime you don't get like you know, you still might get the old one but you don't get easy patience because there's always like right i need to look at this and how this is affecting that and everything else it's not just lie down and i'll wiggle this around um so that definitely got harder with pain you this isn't the first <laughs> bait of injuries i've had before so I, I have an understanding of getting injured and what that feels like. So I, I, like with anything, it helps when you're treating people, especially when someone comes in and like, oh, I've damaged my ACL. I'm like, yeah, I did that. Patients feel a bit of comfort with that, like going, oh, cool. You know what to do with it. You're back doing X, Y, Z. Like, I think it gives them some confidence. Mm -hmm. um, it, I, I guess... So I treat a fair few high-end athletes in different sports or weekend warriors in different sports. <clears throat> it gives an understanding of the psychology of injury. Again, like being out, but being out and not being able to do things long-term or being in a wheelchair as I was for a bit, like that gives a different perspective on, I think on life more than anything else. Um, yeah, it might start to sound all preachy and uh, but not at all you just get a different perspective on what's important um and does that change your perspective when you are then healthy and then you have patients come in or the way you administer things or the way you approach certain conditions i think i think, it, I, think I wouldn't say it changes the way i practiced it changed me which then has to change the way i practice because it's still me doing it. Um, yeah, you have a certain level. You always have a certain level of empathy doing this job anyway. I guess maybe that changes a bit more. Um, it's, it, it, it changes things a lot, but I'm not sure that changed my practice. I'm sure it just changed me. Yes. And then my practice changed because I'd changed. Yeah. Um, I mean, certainly... Yeah when I've thought about it, I'm a lot more patient. So because I've done fingers, foot fractures, like multiple times, yeah, I know when someone comes in and they're not, you know, we ask about what they'd like to achieve or what their goals are. Yeah. And when they, you know, want to get back to a certain sport, for example, I'm like, okay, great, let's get you back there. But let's adjust this time scale. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we need to build up to that rather than push you into it get re-injured and then yeah. 
you know, start that cycle again. Yeah. So these are always the tricky things to differentiate between is that you changing as a person? Is that you changing with age? Is that you changing outside of the job and then bringing that into maybe it's just I'm older, but I'm way happier now than I used to be with like, no, like you've got to give it minimum this because there's no way this changes in that time. I was like, you go and see whoever you want who tells you this or you read whatever you want on the internet. But as far as I'm aware, this will only change after this point. There's things we can do, but you've done X. That takes ish so long to get better. And that's not going to change. So I'm, I'm maybe happier now with myself. Like, no, it's just going to be like that. Like, right, you fractured that. Yeah, they've said it's six weeks and it's back together, but no chance you're going back to school. Like, um, I'm not going to be the person who says you can because I don't think your bone's strong enough or I know the consultant signed you off for your ACL and you can go back and play sport, but I'm as much as I can as just a physio, I'm like, I'm not letting you. Like, you're not, you're not there. Um, maybe I'm more confident with that. I wasn't, maybe that's changed. I'd have to think about it more. Like I said, you can start to go fairly deep on it. Yeah, definitely. And there is, and it is so multifactorial. It's not just biomechanics. It's not just applied anatomy or physiology. It's the psychology behind it. It's, it's tissue healing time on what they say in textbooks versus how an individual person will respond. So like, you know, your elderly patients tissue healing time is going to be so different to a 30 or 20 year old. Yeah. Yeah. And and to me, it's just being able to adapt and be flexible with that approach. Yeah, 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 for sure. Things things change. And I think if you explain that to people, most people understand that. They, they'll be the old one that doesn't and still thinks they're 20 when they're 50. But that's fine. You just have to explain it in a way that's not condescending and not going to make them feel horrendous, but does get the point that you're not 20 anymore and things, things take a bit longer to sort themselves out. Um, I think, I think conversely to that, I think people will get hung up. Like tendons is probably my biggest bugbear, where every tendon Logan program is like twelve weeks because that's how long it takes to change physiology of blah 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 blah. And I think some people it, it takes nowhere near that long. They can be better and back running within a week or two. It all depends how severe their tendon issue is and comes back to the same point like why does your tendon hurt like for me physio i'll I'll talk about mainly they don't no one asks why like it's like oh my my achilles tendon and someone might say something about over pronation which isn't a thing but then it's like right the tendon hurts so you've got to do a loading program like why do they need to do that like have a look at them walk have a look at them run try and see what's happening that shouldn't be happening or what they could do with happening more at some point in the body. A lot of the time you give them that, like the pain goes away and they can go back to doing things. Um, but we're stuck in a pathology equals X rather than pathology. Why did that pathology happen? Sometimes it is just an impact and you can't do anything about it. But most of the times it's pathology something caused that pathology to start figure out what that was and then a lot of the time this sorts itself out yeah and that's one of the really exciting things that i think people will get from the mentorship and that's what makes me excited i don't know about anyone else but it's being able to link the hows and the whys yeah and not just take it at face value yeah and the idea like I want to create the bigger picture is like we keep it small and there's two of us teaching. So we keep the standards high because we want people coming out and then almost teaching other people, but I want them, I want people who do the course to then push on the theory, the understanding, like I know I don't know a lot, but this is what I know. So if I can teach that to people that are ideally you know, on a similar path, similar way of thinking, loads of people are way cleverer than I am. But if I can give them that basics, they might then go this way. And I'm, then I'm attending their course in five years because I'm like, dude, this is crazy stuff. Like I didn't know anything about this. 
but the more people you can get who are working at a high level in that respect, everyone pushes each other on and then you start to really get somewhere rather than, I'll go and see this guy, he teaches you about this. Like I've done one. That's not the long-term goal. Yeah, and so I suppose collectively then you have this group of people or this collection of people who have come in and out of the courses that sort of help each other, teach each other and rise up together. Yeah, exactly. And then the idea is you surpass it. And then you're like, actually, this is what you taught us made sense at the time. But now I think it's more this way and this way. But then you can have a proper discussion about it and then build each other up and help each other get better. Whereas, you know, most stuff, I've probably been guilty of it. You tend to be more like you, you attack and defend what's yours rather than like okay you see it this way i see it that way let's chat about it and then build things up from there just our interactions the way they are with social media not the most conducive to constructive conversations so in a way it's almost like a trampoline effect where you get propelled to go somewhere else or to learn more or to develop more yeah, yeah, that's the idea. I, I want everyone to be in that space you were just talking about of like, uh, oh, what am I doing? I'm not sure with this. You should, you've got a basis where you know what you, so someone comes in with this, you know what you can do. But then you should be questioning it the whole time, not just here's your rotator cuff program or here's your loading program for this. Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't be able to do that yeah and so where can people find more information about the course where can they go um, to yeah so the course uh, is www.fundamental-movement.com so we've got uh some blog articles which i'm still sketchy with putting up but i've put up some we've got some taster videos up on there in terms of me or james discussing a certain topic and yeah, you know, just just to give people some options about it. We'll have shorter courses coming up on there soon. So we'll have an ACL course and a shoulder rehab course as well. Just not teaching you what to do. There's elements of what you can do, but then it's again, it's trying to instill some of the process and trying to instill some of that question. Even when you're rehabbing someone from surgery, it's still still have to be asking questions the whole time. Yeah. And I will, I'll suddenly put some of that information down in the description box below so that people can read up on about it. But I just wanted to thank you for your time just to speak to me today, because I know over the years I've contacted you so many times Um, and you've always given me really sound um, advice in that this is what you can look at. This is not the answer, but go look at this. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's never that straightforward. No, it's not. It's not. And, but you've got the right mind for it. I think some people are so closed as I have a question, what's the answer? And in life, but definitely when you're talking about the body, everything should be, it depends because, you know, treating your foot and treating my foot is very, very different. Although we were both in boots, like we have different feet, we have different bodies. So it, it should change from person to person but if you can't change it from person to person you're stuck in a paradigm where you don't as it's a it's a hard one to see that that's not the way to do things yeah so shift the paradigm and just think a bit broader yeah yeah and question it just question it like ask why if you you know it comes to monday morning and you have clients come in with whatever like, right, why why do you have that? Oh, I don't know. Okay, well, something's causing it. So try and think about why it's happening rather than, right, your knee hurts, let's do this. Like, okay, let's try and figure out why it hurts. And I really love that because sometimes, especially given the job and the, the time constraints that we can have, I sometimes do go on autopilot. I do you know, think, okay, you're this age and this pathology, I'm going to match this up. This is the program I'm going to give you. And I, not that I forget to ask the why, but I don't challenge myself enough to ask the why. Yeah. And it's hard because it, I'll be honest, it doesn't make your life easier. 
<laughs> it, it makes it harder for sure because now you've got to think more you can't go autopilot yeah. I'd, I'd have days before where you kind of drift through it because someone comes in and you know what you're going to do you're like right their back hurts i'll do this because that seems to relieve most people and i'll tell them to do this and i'll see them next week and the nhs does become a bit that way you're turning over patients every 15 minutes 20 minutes whatever it is like it's it's hard to do a good job in 20 minutes yeah impossible maybe and and you've obviously worked in both settings in private and the nhs yeah I can hear from the tone of your voice and the things that we've talked about before that yeah. your practice has differed between yes. them. Um, where do you see your practice going in the next however many years? Ah, good question. So I never think that way. Um, if I, so with the teaching, I do see a bigger bubble in terms of people expanding, but in my own teach in my own treating of people i just do what i do if i want to do something different i'll do something different tomorrow um i don't have one year plans five year plans 10 year plans my brain just doesn't work that way like why why have a five year plan why not just do it tomorrow yeah. uh, it, it might be that yeah, for the teaching, I have got that idea that it will just expand and then people start doing their own things, but it is where it is at the minute. So that's not going to change. And I don't want that to change now. But once I get to a point where I do want it to change, I'll change it. I love that. Why not do it tomorrow? Why wait? And yeah, so like that's the, like I think I've been, a, I've definitely been that way anyway. You can ask my wife. But getting injured and, you know, God, it wasn't a life-threatening injury and like it people put up with way worse every day but for me like it massively still affects my life now for you know two and a half years really um and it changes like why put off something till next week if you can do it now and that's what you want to do then do it now like who knows if you're going to be here next weekend yeah and so When's the next intake then that you're starting the next cohort? Uh, so the next group will be starting the middle of January. So that's uh, the online module start the middle of January. And I think the first live day is the end of January. And then that runs through for the 20 weeks and then see where they're at at the end of it and then see what we need to change and then hopefully get a next intake through and see what happens. Fantastic. And that's such a poignant way of, you know, coming to the don't put it off just do it now yeah yeah like, like, like who knows definitely get older and then things start to things change or you get more perspective of how quickly things can change i don't know so, i still think i'm 25 on the inside oh so. tell me about it like i went out mountain biking this morning i still come off like i'm still a kid still doing stupid things i still like going fast everywhere your knees uh, just hurt a bit more now yeah exactly i've just got less hair on my head and more on my face. <laughs> i wish i could funny. say the same but touch wood it'll, <laughs> it'll got a fantastic thatch. I, I lost that <laughs> great thank you so much mark for your time and yeah i'll probably end up emailing you sometime soon with another patient query so we'll speak no soon pleasure thanks